This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. week's Tanner and Steven variety show we've got vampires we've got farting we've got dancing robots and we've got so much more plus me and Steven play a little game of this or that so that way you can maybe know us a little bit better maybe possibly maybe I went with the extended musical interlude there because I, I just, I just, this is one of the best pieces of music that we've ever come across, Stephen. This is true. This is true. The, Thank God it's public domain. Yeah, the entertainer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it kicked into that second part. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're like racing horses. Man, that was like a perfect rendition of it. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm of course the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and right across from me here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. How's it going, Stephen? Howdy. Howdy, Stephen. Man, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. good yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a, a lot of man. I'm excited this is... for this. I don't really know anything <laughs> that we're talking about here. Yeah. So yeah, this is um, see. The beauty of this is that I tell you nothing about this show ahead of time. <laughs> and yeah. I get to put it all together and I get to see what your genuine reactions are. Fair enough. This, this yeah. show's far more about you than it is about me. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so so we got what what did Okay, what did I hear at the top of the show? We got farting. We got we got dancing robots. Yes. Let's kick it off with the vampires, Stephen. Okay, okay. Vampires. Yes. All righty. Uh, obviously, this show revolves around news of the strange and the weird. Oh, I thought uh, it revolved around vampires. Uh perhaps so. <laughs> you know, I mean it's possible. But yes, vampires, Stephen. Vampire mm. news here, Stephen. Mm. We've got uh, an interesting case here. Uh, uh, per uh, LiveScience.com and writer 
Mindy Weisberger, who we've uh, shared many of her articles here. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a uh, an antique vampire slaying kit is up for auction, including a Bible, a crucifix, and a pistol. Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, This is all very strange. Um, Mindy does write, uh, this vampire slaying kit is estimated to be worth uh, between uh, uh, 2,500 and 3,700 euros, or or dollars, rather, Mm. dollars, um, between 2,000 and 3,000 euros, according to Hanson's Auctioneers in Derbyshire, uh, England. Yes. Mm. Uh, it, It contains all the tools that you'll need. Um, but it, it it does not say any kind of a n- no garlic here, Stephen. No garlic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're saying all you need is a Bible, a a a, a crucifix, mm-hmm. and and a, and a pistol. And a, and a pistol. Yes. Interesting. No no wooden stake to be found. Um. So so the box itself is lined with crimson silk, and uh, ah. inside of the lid is uh, decorated with an oval uh, enamel painting showing Christ's resurrection. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, next to that painting is an ivory carving of a wolf wearing a hooded robe and carrying rosary beads, uh, though it is uncertain if the contents of the box are suitable for dispatching werewolves as well. Mm. The, mm. The, the, the auctioneer only mentions vampires. Interesting. Uh, the The silver bullet thing, is that is that vampires or werewolves? I believe that is werewolves, Stephen. Gotcha. Were, so, werewolf lore there. So theoretically, if that pistol did have a silver bullet in it, then... It would be good for werewolves. Then. Interesting. Yes, indeed. Interesting. The contents of the box, um, inside the box are eight compartments holding a copy of the New Testament published in 1842. Gotta have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a knife with a silver blade. Very so, so, so that might be important for mm-hmm. those werewolves yeah. as well. If you ever came across well, one, well, is that what's the distinction there? Can, like, is a silver blade okay, or, or does it have to be a silver bullet? Um, I think I think it's just the maybe it's just the silver itself. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not a werewolf hunter. No, no. I mean, I know I know a bit about werewolf lore, but uh, yeah, uh, that that one is tricky. Yeah, I, I'm not a aware. Bit. Um, it does also be, uh, contain a percussion cap, pocket pistol, mm. pliers, crucifixes, rosary beads, and a vial with a metal lid. It says contents unknown, um, and also a small bottle containing shark's teeth. Um, Inter- what does that last part have to do with it? I'm I'm, I'm really not sure. Interesting. Um, so, so just my first thoughts here. Okay. Yes. Twenty five hundred dollars. That seems real cheap. Seems pretty cheap. They, they're I mean, talking. They're talking about silk. They're talking about ivory. This thing's old. Yeah, twenty five hundred seems really cheap for that. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get rid of these vampires and werewolves here. You see, I mean, that's true. That's true. I mean, supply and demand. Obviously, you know, if there were a bunch of people, you know, needing to dispatch uh, vampires and werewolves. Obviously, this thing would be a little bit more expensive. Um, I don't know. I, I I just feel like with the amount of silk and with with the amount of the amount of silver and ivory and how old it is and, and everything like that, I feel like it'd be more expensive. I feel like maybe I should get in on this. Like maybe I need to purchase this. Perhaps you should, Stephen. Uh, the the current owner of the box um, uh, purchased it three years ago at an antiques fair in Newark on Trent, uh, Nottinghamshire, uh, Nottinghamshire, England. Yes, mm. uh, and knows very little of its history. Uh, the owner told the auction house. Quote, I loved the look of the gothic box, and when I opened it, I just had to have it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. D- did, it, did it say how much they spent on it originally? Um, it, it does not list that here, uh, but um, uh, he, the previous owner says, I thought it was so interesting. A great conversation piece. Definitely a great conversation piece. I mean, we're already having a conversation about it right now. <laughs> Indeed, Stephen. But, but Indeed, I, I we do are. have a problem with, uh, <laughs> with there not being garlic in there. Yeah, that is quite strange. You would expect there to be like cloves of old garlic you in would the think. box. You would think. Perhaps there was some at some point, and then obviously the garlic maybe got, got gone bad. And they got yeah, but like surely it would still. Oh yeah, well, yeah. If they got like got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they didn't want stinking up the box. But that's that's the that's the 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 thing. Maybe if they had like fermented garlic in like a little jar. Yeah, and, yeah, something. But I don't know if this person two hundred years ago maybe thought that that far ahead. Oh, I know. see. See, we didn't know about the garlic until a hundred years ago. I understand. I, I, yeah, maybe the movies. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I'm saying is that it, it sounds a little incomplete. 
It does. It doesn't sound like uh, your your typical box. Yeah, uh, just meant for vampire hunting. Include include garlic, and, and then include a silver bullet, and, and then you have a, a combo. You know, vampire werewolf. You know, yeah. s- slaying kit or, In- or hunting kit. Indeed, for for anything that may go bump in the night. Absolutely, or especially if you've seen um, Underworld. Uh, there, there's mm. vampire werewolf hybrids, and, and then you're, and then you need a whole new box. Indeed, you, mm-hmm. you would need a whole, a whole new box, a whole new box. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, probably more expensive than twenty five hundred too. I would think so. That seems like a very expensive kind of. Um, well, it's a very endeavor. specific thing. Yeah, it's like I need, I need a box like, that can kill a vampire like, slash werewolf. Yeah, like I have this very specific problem, and mm-hmm. I can only find the answer at antique auctions. Exactly. See, that's the supply and demand I was talking about. Mm, indeed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, interesting. <laughs> it is, it is interesting stuff here. Steve. I might need to look into this and, yeah. and get a hold of one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, wooden stake. Where's this? Where's the wooden stake at? Yes. Um. True. They they do give you a knife, but it's uh, a silver at, knife. Yeah. It's supposed. It's supposed to be. I don't know. It just sounds incomplete. Mm-hmm. Well, we would have to find out more about its origins, I imagine, just to yeah. get a better idea. And, and I'm sure, you know, maybe it was less, or maybe it was more complete, uh, you know, when it was actually being used. Perhaps so. Mm. Perhaps so, Stephen. Interesting. Um, moving right along to something very much the opposite case. Okay. <laughs> uh, a man uh, is fined uh, 450 euros for a, quote, provocative fart in front of police officers writes joe roberts of metro.co.uk oh, God. uh austrian police were forced to defend the penalty after a um a newspaper revealed the man had been punished for uh offending public decency on june the 5th officers argued that the offender was uncooperative and behaving provocatively w- with officers leading up to the incident uh, I like that they call it the incident. <laughs> yes, uh, th- this was um, this was based out of uh, the story is based out of Vienna, Austria. Um, yes, um, Stephen, have you ever farted provocatively? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably at some point. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of like a specific moment. I certainly haven't farted provocatively uh, to a police officer. I can say I haven't done that. Mm. Uh, there, there is a note here saying that uh, um, uh, I, I think this may be from police. Um, uh, that, of course, quote, of course, no one is reported for accidentally letting one go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the man can appeal the five hundred dollar, five hundred euro fine. Five hundred euros. Yeah, I mean for farting. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of like I mean when you say like provocatively farting like I imagine like you know how an Ace Ventura you know he he like he like sticks up his butt real big yeah yeah and yeah he's like he's like talking with it yeah and I, like I imagine that is how you provocatively fart at somebody yeah I, I mean there your pants would have to be down and, and you would do they have to be down Stephen <laughs> for you to be fined yeah you think for you so? to, yeah a hundred percent yeah. What if, what if you just like willingly like ate three you know three days worth of Taco Bell uh-huh. purposefully did not go to the bathroom uh-huh. then found like a, a gaggle of police uh-huh. officers and was just like and like you know just like let them have it <laughs> just let them have it well I, I mean why, why you would do that I don't know I'm not I'm not endorsing well, farting in front of police officers because of course someone's been fined for this of course and of course, and of course you don't want to offend public officials um, purposefully no no um, but at the same time like you can't really you can't arrest and find somebody for farting I'm sorry like like if you need to arrest and, and find me for farting your nose has to be like in the crack. <laughs> And like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it, it needs to borderline assault. That like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If I were to just walk up to a cop, and, and you know, was like, "Hey, Officer Johnny, check this out," and just let one go, like, okay, he may not like that, but I don't deserve a fine for that. I don't deserve to be arrested for that. I would think. I mean, what what do you think? That's a little crazy to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if if like, <laughs> I'm sorry about the nose in the crack comment. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to like imagine that away. Um, but like, 
if um like I don't know if I was in that position and I was I, I farted in front of a police officer and then like I got a precarious th- position. You know, I mean, here in Texas, you would get thrown to the ground and then like probably assaulted and like pepper spray. Yeah, and then and then you'd also like go spend a night in jail and then get fined. Right. Like, of course, it would probably be more extreme than what happened to this man. This is true. Now, if that was the case, I'd want to make sure that I got every every drop out of it and like. <laughs> Like made it completely worth it. <laughs> like if I had There's to go- nothing left. <laughs> yeah, like if I had to go through that, I'd make sure it was the the worst thing that ever happened. I gave you everything <laughs> I got. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna get every drop out of this. I mean, and, yeah, <laughs> and make sure that uh, your life has changed forever because of it. A hundred percent. Well, see, that's a go big or go home like scenario. Like, like. Don't half-ass it, you exactly, know. Exactly. You want you want a full <laughs> exactly, acid. Exactly. <laughs> oh god! You gotta you gotta full ass that fart. Yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> Again, I'm not endorsing farting on public officials. No, I mean on, 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 on officers of the peace. Right, police officers, firefighters. So what you're saying EMTs. is other public officials are, are fair game. Yeah, if you're like, man, I really hate my senator, and like you just randomly saw him at like... I the- need to give that guy a piece of my ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you just, you know, rip one really loud and re- very smelly in mm-hmm. front of them, then yes, I think that's per- perfectly yeah. fine. Like, what are they going to do, tax you more? Hey, for, like they were going to do that hey, anyway. you know what, First Amendment, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm protesting the, and then speaking my mind here, speaking my ass, really. Does the First <laughs> Amendment, like... Speaking my ass. <laughs> Does the First Amendment cover, like, flatulence? Um, I, I would imagine it is, it's a public act of defiance, I'm sure, <laughs> in some way. <laughs> oh, goodness. So that'd be, like, right to, right to protest, then. <laughs> With my ass. Yeah, with with your ass, mm-hmm. indeed. If they ever make a new Bill of Rights, they need to put that in there. Obviously. Yeah, yes. right to protest v- Very with yeah, your ass. Yeah, very purposefully farting, mm-hmm. right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Man, poor guy. He's just trying to let one rip. Yeah, I mean, he probably just did it by accident. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I was offended. Oh, that was provocative. <laughs> and he's I feel, like, I, I don't feel, know. I feel provoked. <laughs> Imagine getting so offended, yeah, uh, by, by a fart yeah. that you're just like, man, I need to, I need to arrest this man. Like, <laughs> man, what did he eat? What did they serve in Austria? Like, I mean, lots of sausage, I'm sure, being a sausage, yeah. you know. Um, oh, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, but like, very, it, it's a very Germanic. The, but is the like Vienna food. sausage? That's like an American thing, right? Like, yes, like the yeah, Vienna I'm, sausage. I'm being, I'm being cheeky. Okay, ha, okay. Ha, ha. <laughs> Anyway, moving right along. I'm out of. I'm all out of puns. Um, <clears throat> it gave you everything I got. I, I, gave, I gave you every last drop. Oh, <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, per Reuters.com, writer Jack Tarrant, dancing robots replace fans at Japanese baseball game. Oh wow! Yes. Uh, in Tokyo, uh, with their stadium uh, devoid of fans due to coronavirus restrictions, Japanese baseball team uh, Fukuoka Softbank's Hawk, uh, Softbank Hawks have come up with an imaginative replacement, dancing robots. Um, yes, indeed. I mean, Stephen, we should look into this here in America. Should we? <laughs> That that sounds like a like a dystopian future where like humans are enslaved by robots and uh, to like play play the archaic game of baseball. Can you just imagine like you as a baseball player like you hit a home run, you're super thrilled, like you can hear the crowd noise piped in. Yeah, yeah. And then like you look up and there's just like these dancing robots that are like <laughs> Yeah, this is where this is why we need a video feed to this podcast, <laughs> just really for that true. dance. Yeah, just for Stephen yeah. dancing. Um, <laughs> no, like in all seriousness, though, like that sounds terrifying to me personally. <laughs> like that, like it sounds super terrifying to me. I don't, I don't want to be in a scenario where I am outnumbered by robots. 
then you'll really love this last part here of the article. Oh, God. Something tells me I'm not going to like it. Um, yes. Uh, two different robots, including SoftBank's humanoid robot, quote, Pepper is, is the name. Uh, of, stop naming they, them. They nope, the just robot. stop that. Nope. They don't na- name them. Uh, and others on four legs like a dog. Ugh. Uh, stamped and shimmied in a choreographed dance that is usually performed by the Hawks fans before games in the 40,000 uh, capacity Fukuoka Dome. Um, now here's, here's the real kicker, Steven. Hmm. Uh, some of the robots wore Hawks caps and waved flags supporting the team. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, I don't, I don't like that. They're named. I don't, I don't like that. They're clothed. I, I don't like it. You're, you're against the, the, uh, the robots. No, that, that scares me. Fair enough. So how many robots were there? Uh, uh, about 20, 20 robots. Oh, Okay. I mean, that's still it's not that bad. It's still striking. You but know? I mean, humans are are still going to outnumber those robots for sure. Uh, I mean, just with with the team and, and the crew and, and all that. Perhaps so. Yeah. See, <laughs> when you first told me this, I'm imagining like like thousands like of robots. Thousands. Like, <laughs> I mean, one day we could be enslaved by these thousands of robots to where we have to play their games in order yeah. to satisfy their needs. That's what I'm saying, dude. <clears throat> We're getting one step closer. It starts with dancing robots at, at baseball games. Next thing you know, you know, they're they're all I don't know competing in the Olympics, <laughs> and then and then they're they're we can do this. Yeah, and then they're, they're they're breaking people's necks in collegiate wrestling. Where does it end? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Humans are limited by their hamstrings. <laughs> you ever seen that Bill Burr uh, skit where, where he's talking about like uh, in the future there's going to be like zoos of humans, but but it's like four robots. Like, <laughs> like robots are going to come in, are like view the humans at yeah. the zoo. They're like I love yeah. it when they cross their legs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great bit, and what's funny about that bit is it's freaking true and it's really scary. That's all I'm saying. Well, there you go, folks. We definitely know where Steven stands. When it comes to robots, this is true. Um, here, here's one that'll that'll give you a nice chuckle, Stephen. Okay, I like it. This is per Ripley's.com, of course. Of, of oh, Ripley's, Ripley's, believe it or not, fame. It's gonna be good. Yes. Um, this I didn't know they had like a website. Mm. It's just like Ripley's.com. Ripley's.com. Huh. Good for them. Um, let me see here. Uh, this article is written uh, per Steph Datasio. That's a great last name. Steph Detasio, yes. Um, now, uh, this is based on a, uh, a study here, okay, okay. Um, where researchers in Switzerland have found that not only does music affect the flavor of maturing cheese, but hip-hop produces the best cheese. Mm. Okay. Yes. Uh, sonochemistry is a is a real field of scientific exploration, uh, looking at the influences of sound waves uh, and the effects on solid bodies using ultrasound uh, to alter chemical reactions. And cheese is essentially a chemical reaction, so perhaps sound waves can have some kind of influence. Uh, Steph Datasio goes on to write to test out this theory. Researchers and cheesemakers placed nine, twelve. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty-two pound. A mental cheese wheels uh, in individual wooden crates in a cheese cellar, and each pl- uh, was played different uh, a different 24-hour loop of one song using a mini transducer. Uh, oh wait, that directed this is, the sound waves directly into the cheese. This is way different than I thought <clears throat> you were talking about. What did you think I was talking about? I, I thought like they were playing, uh, like they were like playing hip-hop through like a headset to like test subjects and being like mm. which cheese do you like better when when you're listening to the different things uh, now now you're saying that this music is being played yeah through the cheese right right they put the headphones on the cheese not on the people interesting yeah <laughs> we got we got to bring the bring the cheddar back <laughs> yes um now uh, that was a terrible rage against the machine joke <laughs> Uh, the the result was that the hip hop cheese topped uh, all the other cheeses in terms of fruitiness and was the strongest in smell and taste. Uh, with the panel also concluding that a clear difference could be discerned between the cheeses. So now I wonder if the real bassy effect, the bass and boom effect right. of hip hop music, um, you know, if if that kind of vibration is more, I don't know, impactful perhaps on right, the cheese. Right. Man, that's. I don't even know what to think about 
that. Like, I want to mm. hear. So, so they said that the hip hop cheese is, is like the best cheese. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, I would love to hear like where where jazz, you know, placed or, or where where metal placed or, mm-hmm. or something like. I want to. What are the differences between the cheeses that yeah. make hip hop cheese the the undeniably best cheese? Because mm-hmm. taste is subjective. Perhaps know. so, and, and so like how now many these are, people? Now these are cheese experts here, I believe. On this, pe- perhaps they're cheese experts, or maybe they're just regular people. Mm-hmm. Like just be like, I don't know anything about. See, cheese. like what what makes not even just hip hop cheese or, or jazz cheese or anything like that. What what makes a cheese the best cheese? Hmm. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and what what uh you know parameters are we testing? For, for the quote-unquote best cheese. Well, it's kind of hard. Well, I imagine, like, the texture is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, uh, obviously, like, uh, the taste of the cheese of is, course. is vital. That's like... Uh, smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine those are those are the key markers that I would look for as a cheese taste test I guess subject. what I'm saying here is is I want to be in this test. Oh, okay. You, 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 you would like to be a part of this yeah, test. Yeah, I, I would like to taste the difference between what hip-hop cheese... And metal cheese and rock cheese and pop cheese. I want to. I want to taste all of those different genres. Mm. You know what I mean? Perhaps. I mean, I, like I said, I think with the hip hop cheese, I imagine that probably the rhythms and the actual like the nuances of the the deep bass and that kind of stuff. It probably has a lot to do with it. Whereas, like, I think you're right. If you played it something like um, like some metal music, for example, that that cheese would probably be like really like frantic it'd be like right, it'd be, right it wouldn't know what to do with itself it'd be a very tough cheese it'd be a very tough cheese mm-hmm. um you know pro- probably would lack originality at some point <laughs> um <laughs> but uh you know it's um oh, fuck. D- depends on uh on its influences i guess <laughs> yeah or, that, that was a world-class joke ladies and gentlemen <laughs> that was that was a world-class joke and i just want y'all to appreciate that <laughs> thanks Stephen. that was that was fantastic <laughs> i appreciate that um <laughs> no, or, but it, whereas it, the, the country the country cheese would probably write to like its mother and talk about how its wife had left and that its dog course, is dead of and, course you know it's working on the truck you mm-hmm. know um drinking a beer drinking beer mm-hmm. with the logo facing out yep exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no i think you're i think you're spot on there i would be interested in this jazz cheese that you're talking about it's true it's true also mm. what cheese did they use um they, they they were very specific about what uh uh what kind of cheese it was i'll have to go back and we see um they said it was a a mental uh e-m-m-e N T A L E mental cheese. What is? Mm. No, I've never heard of that what cheese is before. Mental cheese. See, we're in America. We have like three cheeses, and if you don't like it, you know, it's 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 like a hard Swiss cheese. You'd probably recognize it as Swiss. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. like a yellow Swiss cheese. Like when you see like the cartoons of like the cheese, like right, cartoon right. drawing of cheese. This is probably what it exi- so is. So it's holy. Exactly. Yes, it is holy. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I, I would almost want to see like what the difference would be in a cheese like that like a hard swiss or maybe a hard cheddar yeah and then the difference between that and like a soft mozzarella or like a soft feta you know ooh that would be interesting do different different studies on which different cheeses are affected by different music yeah yeah mm. yes indeed interesting. I had to scratch my beard into the microphone there <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, but that's interesting. I, I think I like. Can I get a hold of this hip hop cheese? Do mm. they do they sell it? It's gonna or? cost you a lot of cheddar. Nah, this guy. <laughs> this guy. All right, I'm done with cheese jokes. <laughs> you had a world class cheese joke. Hey man, I, I just like a minute ago. I did. It was. It wasn't bad. It was. And then you clap back with that one. It's like oh, move, moving on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I I definitely agree. This is interesting um, though. I I want to yes. like can, I I would like to buy this hip hop cheese. I would like to purchase this. Is is this a thing, or was this strictly for y- scientific you, purposes? Um, can, can or maybe you... I could. Perhaps I could make my own hip hop cheese. Perhaps you could. Mm. Um, you would have, first have to learn how to make cheese, and then I once you can that. make the cheese, mm-hmm. then you can. Then you can so influence like, it. What we have here is a seven-year-aged Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, this is a this is a Kendrick Lamar, or this is a a, a chronic cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, aged. You know, this is this is a nice cutty. Yeah. <laughs> can can you buy? Uh, what do you even call it? Do you call it hip hop cheese? Is that what it's called? Musical cheese. I don't uh, think you're gonna get anything there. <laughs> 
nope. musical cheese. Scientists played music to his cheese. Yeah. Well, you found the article again, yeah, so that's fa- good. Fa- found that. <laughs> hmm. mm-hmm. well, so I, I feel go. like you know what, Tanner. I, I think we need to invest in, in a couple couple wheels, couple whole wheels of cheese. Do you know whole mm. wheels of cheese are expensive? They're as very, all hell. They're very expensive, Steve. dude. You can find a, you can buy a wheel of mozzarella for like it's like two grand. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Cheese is is very expensive. It's a very um. It's a very time-consuming process. Right, right. Yeah, so you know, the more time that's gone into that cheese, the more, the more, uh, the more cheddar it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Man, this joke ain't landing. <laughs> no, it's not doing anything. You tried it again, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, perseverance. You know, <laughs> that's amore. <laughs> that's that's amore. <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. <laughs> Uh, moving right along, let's get some let's get some heartwarming news here, Stephen. Okay. Some heartwarming news. Missing dog made sixty mile journey to family's former home. Writes Ben Hooper of, I, of UPI.com. Um, a dog that went missing from her family's Kansas home turned up a, about a week later at the front door of her family's former home, sixty miles away in Missouri. Uh, Colton Michael said family members returned to their home in Lawson, Missouri recently were surprised to find a dog on their porch. Uh, Michael, who had moved into the new ho- into the home two years ago, uh, said he was even more surprised uh, when he had the can- uh, canine's microchip checked and discovered Cleo, the four-year-old golden retriever, belonged to the, form- the house's former residence. Uh, Michael discovered Cleo's owner, Drew Feeback, uh, had posted on Facebook a week earlier that the canine was missing from the family's home in Kansas. Um, yep. Uh, both families said that they are at a loss to explain Cleo's long journey as she would have uh, had to cross a river to make it back to her former home. Aww. Yeah. Someone buy the movie rights right now. <laughs> buy those movie rights. Well, I guess that was a, a movie previously, Homeward Bound. Did you ever see that movie, Steve? Uh, no, but I'm familiar. Yeah, Homeward Bound is a <coughs> popular um, thing about a couple dogs and a cat going on a, yeah. a journey. See, this could be the reboot. <clears throat> the re- Yes, indeed. The reboot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Pet, pet movies, though, are really tricky because, generally speaking, there's always something in that that makes you super-duper sad. If not, yeah. like, multiple parts of the movie that where true. you're just like, oh. It's true. You ever seen Marley and Me? Uh, I refuse to because I, I do, I am aware of what happens mm-hmm. in that movie. It's and, rough. uh, yeah, I just would be like, no, it's rough. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I imagine it's rough because yeah. you, you spent like the whole movie devoted to this dog and watching this dog grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. really rough. I, I don't watch, watch a lot of dog movies either specifically for that reason. Mm. All right, so I, I completely agree with you. Maybe don't make it into a movie. Let, let's just all be happy about the, this thing that happened. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, we don't deserve dogs, really. We, we really don't. We really don't. Yeah, my, my dog Millie here, she brings us uh, much happiness. Much happiness, indeed. Oh, stretch that leg. Maybe, maybe that's what I should do, is uh, uh, we, sh- we should ask for a design to be submitted based around based around Millie. I'm down. For Headlock Talk Radio. I'm totally down. Yeah, we'll yeah. just have to... We'll have to save some more money. Did yeah. y'all hear that? That's her. <laughs> yeah, if you can hear her growling, it's because he's putting in a good stretch. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. Maybe 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 we'll we'll hit up uh hit up our 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 contact about the about a Millie design, perhaps. I just thought of one, but we would get <laughs> we'd get a cease and desist letter sent. Oh. So. Oh well. Never mind then. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's a nice little feel-good story. I'm sure yeah. that the dog is back home where where she she needs to be. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Um, moving right along here to some Florida news, Stephen. Florida news. <laughs> Wouldn't be a variety show without mm. without some Florida news. Indeed. Uh, headline here from Audi.com. Uh, this is from uh, writer Cormac Evans. Uh, kangaroo rested in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Uh, please follow Jack the kangaroo for three blocks before putting him in the back of a police cruiser. He's staying in the precinct's horse stables until authorities find a better place for him to go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that, uh, interesting. <laughs> so one, of course his name's Jack. Yes. Like, of course, naturally. Uh, two, where did he come from? I guess for, did he like escape a zoo? Like what? <laughs> the, 
Kangaroos are not native to Florida. I know that. Florida's a crazy, crazy place, but I know kangaroos don't live there. I know that for a fact. So, like, did the, did he escape from a zoo? Maybe escape off of a off of a, a, a ship, maybe of some sort. Like, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is, is this the kangaroo Jack? Perhaps so, Stephen. Perhaps so. Um, it didn't take authorities long to locate the owner of the kangaroo, who lived just a few blocks away from where the cops apprehended the animal. Anthony Macias forgot to latch the gate after taking out his recycling bins earlier. So yes, this You is, can own a kangaroo in Florida? Perhaps so. It seems that way. I guess he just punched his way through, he told the Sun Sentinel. <laughs> uh, it is kangaroo Jack. Yes, perhaps so. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, Macias got the kangaroo named Jack from a friend who was moving out of the area and didn't want him anymore. (laughs) Well, damn. Uh, Sorry, Jack. Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, Fort Lauderdale does not allow kangaroo ownership, uh, the article goes on to say. So Ah. Jack's living at the police horse uh, stables for his safety. Gotcha. Uh Uh-huh. Jack did become good friends with Macias' other pet, a corgi named Max, uh, during his time in Fort Lauderdale. They loved each other, Macias told uh, uh, reporters. They play and run around. Macias built a sun shelter in his backyard and seemed like uh, a... Uh, doting owner so it's kind of a shame that the authorities won't return jack to him yes yeah for sure the mayor the mayor of fort lauderdale oh he went here we go he went on to comment (laughs) (laughs) how bizarre (laughs) wait hold on is that your opening line to this statement or is that your city slogan Perhaps a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. You never know. How bizarre. How, how bizarre. Uh, for someone to keep a wild animal in their house, it strikes me... Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, 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 it's strange. It's just very strange. Um, you know, I mean, that, if I was to ever be mayor, of that would probably be one of the first questions I'd be like, is like, look... How many people have animals living in their house? <laughs> I mean, yeah. How, like how, wild animals, like kangaroos and stuff like that. We- I mean, that's not included on the <laughs> census, though. That might be a little hard to, to kind of pinpoint, you know? Make it a personal mayoral census. Yeah, like, you could. Like, look, what kind of animals you got in there? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there'd be, like, one checkbox for party animals. And then, like... <laughs> this, this story is nuts okay <laughs> so you got a you got a kangaroo illegally living in this guy's house in, in fort lauderdale yeah his name's jack his name's jack he, he punched his way out of the he, uh, he punched his way out the gate just like just like we had seen in in the the early 2000s documentary kangaroo jack <laughs> i like how you call it <laughs> so, so this might be the jack perhaps that we learned about in said documentary um and now he he's he now, was shoved into the back of a police cruiser yeah this guy's a movie star yeah, absolutely yeah the mayor's talking about him he's a movie star he's hanging out it, with horses it, all the time and that's how you're treating him yeah this is the world's most famous kangaroo <laughs> and you're just like throwing him into the back yeah, of a the, squad car yeah, like the, the john cena of kangaroos perhaps one could say one, absolutely one could say i don't know <laughs> I'm just really worried about the the Fort Lauderdale Police Department mm. and, and their mistreatment of Kangaroo Jack. Mm. Well, he's living in the horse stables right now, oh, pro- probably helping him out solving crimes. Does he like horses? Uh, he might. Do horses like him? I mean, I don't know how many horses they have in is Fort there, Lauderdale. Is there speci- speciesism uh, uh, among among animals? Speciesism, like like the horses are are like. Racist towards Kangaroo Jack because he's a kangaroo and not a horse. I mean, is I've that nev- a thing? I've never heard of racist horses. So I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe they just hide it very well. You'll have to ask him. Uh, or, or I mean, a- or ask Mister Ed, the horse. I mean, if you if you went up to a horse and asked, "Are you racist?" Do you think he'd tell you? <laughs> he might. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't think he would. Yeah, I mean, horses are a wonder within themselves. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I, I'm. I don't know. I'm just worried. Yeah, I'm worried about this treatment. I, I, I'm just worried that we're we're gonna hear some bad story come out about this Fort Lauderdale uh, stable 
you know. Perhaps. I don't know. Well, I, I hope that that's not the case here, Stephen. Me too. Me too. Um, Guy's a national treasure. <laughs> absolutely, Stephen. Um, well, we're, for the main event of the show, uh, we do have a, a little segment here um, that you might be familiar with if, you, uh, if you've if you listened to Headlock Talk, uh, the wrestling podcast, on Mondays here on Headlock Talk Radio. It is, of course, called This or That. Yes, indeed. That is where Stephen and I take turns posing each other questions as to what we would rather have, this or that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, so Steve and I have come up with three questions to ask each other. We, we are not aware of uh, each other's questions here, but we're mm-hmm. going to ask each other anyway mm-hmm. uh, to, to maybe get uh, to know each other a little bit better and for y'all to know us both a little bit better, perhaps, too. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I can go first. Okay. You want to ask your question yeah. first? Okay. Yeah. So for, first up, this or that for me. Okay. For, for music in general... Oh. And more specifically, electric guitar in general. Okay. Distorted or not distorted? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I like both. That's why it's hard, right? Because I, I think both have their place in music. Mm-hmm. I think for my own personal music preference, I do like the the, the distorted. Goodness. Nailed distorted <laughs> guitar. Um, personally, or, or at least ones that have effects to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like uh, I like I like Pink Floyd. I like Tame Impala. I like I like psychedelic music. I like garage rock. I like surf rock. I like a lo- punk rock. I yeah. like a lot of that kind of stuff, right? So you're all about effects. All, yeah, all about effects. Mm-hmm. I like I like effects. I like what you can do. I think it's an it's an um, uh, it's an expression of what you can do with the in- the instrument, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the kind of all the immersive kind of things that you can do uh, with your instrument with the technologies that we have at hand. So, yes, Fair enough. I will say uh, d- slightly leaning more distorted as opposed to clean guitar. Yeah, I, I would say so too. Uh, I-, I mean, at the very least, like I I play bass, and so a lot of the the kind of effects pedals will have like a blend function where you can clean, you can uh, mix the clean and and unclean uh, signals together to kind of make a hybrid. Uh, And and that's kind of where I stand. Like I I do like the the simpleness of of Mm. the clean sound and and you're able to kind of cut through the mix a little bit better Mm -hmm. uh, whenever you have a clean kind of sound. But man, that, that distortion, the, you know, like uh, a a nice fuzz pedal Mm. is nice. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, and and like I said, I used a lot of effects too when I was playing bass, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with you there. Oh, yeah. Um, I I do like that you picked out a musical question first for for me because I've also got a musical question for you. Oh, awesome! Uh, so this or that, Stephen? Metallica. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, what was it? Was Metallica better before the Black Album or after the Black Album? Mm. Mm. Yes, a, a, a Metallica question for the ages for Metallica fans out there. Yes, this is an age-old <laughs> question for sure. Yeah, the, if, for those not aware, the Black Album was really the turning point in Metallica's career. It's the 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 one that had um, uh, Enter Sandman mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Nothing Else Matters on it. You know, um, you know, more of a um, uh, up. I wouldn't say poppy kind of Metallica, but definitely poppy compared to what it was previously. Just, just, a, just a more melodic a kind more of Metallica. Melodic Metallica. Yeah. Whereas uh, um, pre Black Album was very much thrash influenced, and you know, it was a yeah. lot of it was, it, was, it was good stuff though. Yeah. Oh yeah. You had albums like Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, mm-hmm. all that came out pre Black Album, Stephen. Yes, indeed. Um. So, what do you think here, Stephen? Metallica better pre or post Black Album? Uh, pre, for sure. Uh, for me, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I- I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of all the people that hate post Black Album Metallica because there- there's absolutely some good stuff out there, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but let's not forget St. Anger. Um, mm-hmm. it's uh, probably Metallica's worst album, Death Magnetic. Uh, yeah, to a lesser degree. Like, I, I don't want to put Saint Anger and Death Magnetic in the in the same category. Like Saint Anger, like Me- Metallica is very very talented, right? Yes. Saint Anger sounds like they did not care at all and mm. did not try in in any way, and mm. were just like, hey, we're Metallica, and people are going to listen to it anyway because it says Metallica on the front. Um, Death Magnetic, I feel like was almost like. Not a return to form, absolutely not, but 
almost kind of a mm. little bit um but yeah for for me definitely pre-black album metallica like 100 percent uh master puppets the one uh orion i mean like mm. yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent i don't think there's any question personally mm. but i i am definitely also a bigger pre-black album mm-hmm. metallica fan personally and, and let's also say black album was great it was great I really only have the first three downloaded into my phone. Yeah, fair. To be honest it's with fair. you. I just like, yeah. I'm like, no, the other stuff didn't happen. Yeah. I, I guess I still will just prefer to remember them as they were. I, I hear you. Not as they are now. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, for me, I, I'm moving on to some video game questions. Ooh. Uh, so this one is kind of also an age old question. You know, that there's a big divide and uh, this question has been asked a lot over the years. So, uh, just in general, okay, Call of Duty or Halo? Oh man, because I I've played both quite a lot. Um, it's hard to say. Um, see, like I like the concepts that Call of Duty puts out, um, and, I, and I do like the concept that that concepts that Halo puts out as well. So for me, it probably comes down to multiplayer, pay, uh, multiplayer play, mm-hmm. and um, maybe this is a shocker. I'm going with Halo personally, <laughs> uh, just because of all like the specials and the effects and the kind of like I don't know, like the cool different game types that they have. Nothing again, nothing wrong with Call of Duty at all, right? But um, Halo just as is, is an amazingly well put together multiplayer game mm-hmm. that, that that still stands up to this day. It's true. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Halo personally. That's fair. That is not surprising to me. I knew you would pick Halo. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, just by the tiniest little hair, I do have to pick Call of Duty, just because, uh, like you said, I, I have uh, far more memories uh, from from multiplayer gaming with my friends on on Call of Duty than I do on Halo. Um, mm. That being said, I would probably say that Halo is just the better game. Just in general, it's just a better game. I just have a lot more memories with Call of Duty. Huh, uh, fair enough. Also, when I think of Call of Duty and Halo, I think of like Modern Warfare Three and back. Yeah. For Call of Duty, and then like Halo Four, Halo Three, uh, and back for Halo, just because Halo Five not really my thing, and then like the last five Call of Duties have really not been my thing either. So mm. yeah, they they both used to be so much better. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. I mean, I, I could definitely see that, man. I could definitely see that. But uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 1. Good That's take. That's like my favorite. Good take. Yeah, thank you. Um, here's something, Stephen. Uh, what is the better art form? Books? Literature, mm-hmm. rather. Uh, or film? Oh, film man. or books? No, real loaded question there, Stephen. Oh man! So, so I just have to say that this, like, this is an opinion of mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, for me, when it when it comes to fictional stories, mm-hmm. I prefer movies mm-hmm. personally. I don't know why. It's just something about myself. Um, I, I just like I, I like a, a world to be visually created and then and then presented in front of me, as opposed to uh, you know. It, it being described in mm. detail and then I have to, you know, kind of put the pieces together and what it, what I think it looks like. Mm. Um, so me personally, I got to say movies. That being said, I love books too. Mm. I don't read very often anymore, uh, but I've read a lot of really good books in my life. Mm. I like books uh, just for whatever reason with fiction. I like, I prefer movies. Uh, but then with like nonfiction and stuff, I'd rather uh, read an article or, or something like that as opposed to like watching a documentary. So it's kind of like mm. I'm kind of weird with my fiction, nonfiction stuff. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. What about you? Um, I would say just ever so slightly. I might go with books just ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the source material, too. Right, right. Like, And I'm only basing this off of um, the feeling that you get of, of, of accomplishment after you finish reading a book. For sure. Is, is pretty magnificent here. It's a, it's a very satisfying feeling uh, to read and to finish reading a book, whereas like once you finish a movie, you can kind of immediately judge it and be like, oh, yeah, this was a, a good movie or this was a bad movie. Right. Whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. um, I'm only basing it off of that, but that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, and, and I will add this 
on at the end too. I know this isn't our gaming podcast, but uh, video games are a better medium than the both of them put together. Well, see, there you go. So, so that's why you need to tune into the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast every Friday here on Headlock Talk Radio. Exactly. You want to watch the best movie you'll ever see in 2020? Play The Last of Us 2. Oh, well, there you go, Steven. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one one question left each. Yes. Uh, this one's just a fun one. I, I'm just curious what you think. I think I know the answer to it already. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. OG movie or Johnny Depp version? Oh, by far the OG. Yeah? The, the Charlie the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, um, the Johnny Depp version, um, I don't know. I felt as though it was an odd move for Johnny Depp, though it's not outside of his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. It just was like, oh, you were just Captain Jack, and you're like this badass, and now you're like right. this very quirky, kind of strange character. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely kind of unsettling at times. Very unsettling. Mm-hmm. The smile just very much freaked me out. Yeah. Um, whereas I, th- I think the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, the OG, is, is you know, just, um, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it was just well done overall, very well put together movie. For sure. Uh, I, I like them, like, I, I feel like I like them both equally, but for different reasons. Mm. Whereas the, the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, when did that come out? Like, like uh, 70s, probably? Like probably? Yeah, probably the 70s. Yeah. Uh, it, it captures, like, the whimsicalness of uh, of how, like, Charlie sees the, this factory, right? But then, and the, and the story is really about Charlie. But then in the, the Johnny Depp version, it's more about Willy Wonka himself and, and like the absurdity of his life almost. Like I I I feel like I'm reading too much into like a, a like children's movie, basically. But mm. but I think with the OG one, Charlie is the main character, and with the Johnny Depp one, Willy Wonka is the main character. And so that's why you get the the weird like with, with the first one being whimsical and the second one being kind of like absurd and dark in a way, I, I feel like it's because there's two different main characters. Well, I mean, I guess there's there's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and then there's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I think that's that's the Willy Wonka is the new one. Yeah, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka is the old one, and then Charlie is it really Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? See, that's funny one. because I I think in in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka is mm. is the main character. But then in Willy Wonka yeah. and the Chocolate Factory, it's Charlie. So it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there there was once a girl I worked with who told me that I looked a lot like Gene Wilder, and I never saw the resemblance. Uh, I don't. <laughs> so so I don't I don't I don't mean that. that in like a mean way. I just like I don't see that. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's not like we're friends. So I mean it's like I don't like I <laughs> oh, don't, we're not friends. No, what? no, you and I are friends. Oh, me you and Gene. Me, me and this person. Well, me Gene's dead. He is. Um, so, this is true. Um, I can't. Be, I can't be friends with him. I mean, you, um, you I could. I could have been friends with him, but I'm not, and I, yeah. I wasn't. So here we are. Uh, no, but the, the the girl who made the uh, um, the oh, comparison. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, she was like, "Oh, you look like what's his face from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory." I'm You're like, like, "Cool, I don't know you." Like, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, basically. Well, fair so, enough. Yeah. So, so OG for you then? Yeah, OG. Fair enough. OG okay. Charlie and Chocolate okay. Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here we go, Steven. Hypothetical here. Oh, snap. Okay. So you can only choose to eat one item for the rest of your life. Okay. One of these food groups. Okay. Okay. If you could only eat one of these for the rest of your life, would you rather be, would you rather eat only fruit or only vegetables for the rest of your life? Oh, man. See, I thought I immediately had it, but then it, but then right as I was about to say it, it, Mm. it, 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 it didn't come out. Mm. Um, so that's a hard one. Mm. That's a really hard one. So, so I'm going with fruit. Okay. Yeah. So the thing with fruit is there's more variety in what I like. Yeah. Personally, uh, there's a lot of vegetables that I do not like. I don't. I don't like spinach. I don't like squash. I don't like tomatoes. Um, that I mean, the list goes on. Mm. With, with fruits, there's very few fruits that I don't like. Mm. Basically, I don't like melons. But like uh, other than that, dude, it's fair game. Berries, you know, strawberries, bananas, oranges, anything. I'll, I'll eat anything. So I'll, I'll go with fruit just because there's more variety in it. However, the vegetables that I do like, I freaking love them. Mm. I, I love corn. I love carrots. I love broccoli. And I love those way more than I love any, more, any other fruit. Mm. But mm. I can't go my whole life on just three things. Yep. So I, I got to go with fruit just because there's more variety. 
No, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think that one could have a more well-rounded diet of eating only vegetables because there are a lot of vegetables that you can eat that you can get your, your essential proteins and uh, all your nutrients from, obviously, right? So, like, um, hold on. But, r- real quick. Yeah. Sorry. For the for this hypothetical, yeah. it, am I eating it raw or, or can yeah, I you prepare can it? it? You can cook, prepare it, do whatever you want with it. Okay. But, like, hmm. like I couldn't make Brussels sprouts with bacon. No, no, you'd be cheating. Yeah, so so it's like because so it's, it's meat. It's like salt and pepper, basically. Yeah, so you can, you can you can season it, spice it. You can okay. prepare it in other ways. Okay, but um, yeah, you you can't like, hey, I'm gonna have this like you know, shish kebab with like a slice of bread with it. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so fruit. Yeah. So like, I feel like again, you'd probably get it more well-rounded, like especially if you were like, mm, yes, I'll I'll eat these beans and these. You know this the salad and stuff like that. Um, oh, but beans, those those are man, those are vegetables. Y- I didn't yes. know that. I, I would I'd put them in the vegetable category. Okay, um, but at the uh, at the same time, I feel like you would have a, a a happier life eating fruits all day because fruits are nice and tasty and they they're sweet. But you'd have to you'd have to stay active because that's all packed full of sugar. And, right, like, you'd have to like do a lot. And um, I might be switching over to to vegetables if if we're including beans in there. Then, then I, I think I might switch over to vegetables. Mm. Where's rice? Rice is a starch, right? Rice is a starch. Okay, so we couldn't eat rice. Then. Nope. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, that's uh, that's how things go. Mm. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I guess that concludes this episode of uh, the Tanner and Stephen Variety Hour. I think so. It's been a fun ride. We talked about a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> we did. I think. <laughs> Um, it, was, it was a good time. I hope you guys had yourselves a good time. Uh, don't forget, for all of your CBD needs, hit up naturallyhemps.com and use code HLT10 at checkout uh, for 10% off on all of your purchases. This offer never expires. Even when that little pop-up comes up on your screen and says, hey, new customer, 10% off. That's all well and good, but it's only that one-time use. Mm-hmm. Use promo code HLT10. You get 10% off Every time you go to make a purchase off of Natural Hemp's. And it's not just CBD gummies. It's CBD sublinguals. It's uh, gel caps. Lotions. lotions, Salves. Salves. um, All sorts of good stuff. Mm -hmm. You can find all that at naturallyhemp's.com. Use promo code HLT10 uh, at checkout. Uh, That promo code never expires. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can use that same code at... um, uh, what is it? Uh, NaturallyPureSanitizer.com. Uh, hand sanitizer, of course, is highly important right now. It's a hot so, commodity. So you definitely need to make sure to stock up on that. Use promo code HLT10 there uh, for all your hand sanitizer purchases. And last but not least, if you are a vapor, uh, you're in need of e-liquid, you can head on over to uh, AmericanVaporCompany.com and use promo code HLT10 there also uh, for 10% off on your e-liquid purchases too. Yes, indeed. Good stuff, Stephen. Um, beyond that, is there anything else that we're missing out on? Because I, I need to go get this coffee before we uh, for sure before we finish up. I here. think we're good. I think we're good. All right, good deal. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Uh, we definitely enjoyed having you listen to our show today. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, or anywhere else. Uh, that you might be listening to our show. Man, that list is getting longer every week. <laughs> a little bit longer. Uh, we we uh, we are in communication on some merch options. So hopefully, sometime soon, we'll have uh, we'll have some merch options for Headlock Talk for T-shirts and stickers, uh, patches. Hopefully, maybe some maybe some of those cool denim pit patches. Mm, That'd be cool. That would be dope. Yeah, for yeah. your for your denim jacket. Um, are those still a thing? People still wear denim jackets? Yeah, I go to punk shows and you see yeah. people wearing denim jackets all the time with patches and stuff. Okay, yeah. cool. I have a headlock talk patch right there. Why not? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely make sure to check that out. Uh, leave us a five star rating and review wherever you're listening to podcasts when applicable. Uh, that that'll just that'll just fill our hearts full of nice, warm, gooey, mushy stuff. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt. Make sure that you guys go and check out our Extreme Rules review uh, with Ditz and Anthony uh, from Monday. It's a good time. Definitely had by all. Uh, we definitely appreciate uh, them for joining us on the show. Uh, and, of course, I am joined here with the one the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. Y'all take care. Have yourselves a great rest of the day. And have a good day. 
just the rest of the day. I don't know. What else is it? Later. Bye. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply.